Hey everybody and welcome to an extra episode of Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, in this episode we're going to pretty much be discussing the Red Wedding. Uh, even though we discussed it in the last episode, uh, there's still more to be said and uh, I just can't stop talking about it. So I asked Kevin, who was absent from the podcast last week, to come by and give his thoughts on the whole massacre. Hi guys. Hello. Oh. Yeah, we will get into some of that in a second, but first... A word about Audible.com. Uh, Audible is home to over 100,000 audiobooks that you can download. And if you go to audibletrial.com slash starkravenmad, you can get one of those books for free. Uh, it's a at-risk, uh, no free, no free. <laughs> no risk. You can do it. You yes. can do it. It's a no-risk uh, free trial, which you can cancel at any time. Uh, so uh, if you do that, it gives us a little bit of cash, and we appreciate it. And Kevin, to talk about Zombie Exodus. Yes. Yes. ZombieExodus.com. Check it out for interactive choose-your-own-adventure fiction. Uh, you can download it for your iPad, iPhone, or any Android mobile device. You can also play it for free on Google Chrome. Um, if you get it on your mobile device, uh, the first two episodes are free, and then you get to uh, continue later episodes by purchasing them for $0.99 cents a piece. Not a big deal. Very exciting. Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, you were out last week. I was. You read the books. You knew what was coming. I did. Uh, but I want to give you an opportunity now to say anything that you would have said last week. Okay. I would just say... Uh, there's a bunch of things I'd have, I would like to say. First and foremost, the Stark children need to learn to keep their fucking dire wolves close to them. Yeah. They're the sigil of their house, and they're obviously, like, damn near magical creatures. They protect them from people. They can smell people that want to kill you. Don't fucking, don't leave your dire wolf. God. <laughs> Never leave home without it. Really? Uh, well, what did you, did you want them, did you want Grey Wind in the, in the reception hall? I mean, obviously, Rob is trying to kiss Walter Frey's ass in this, and that's not, uh, you know, that's not acceptable behavior, probably. But, uh, I don't know, a big part of me, when, when reading the books and when watching the show, I just want to be like, dude, you are the fucking king. You're the king. So, yeah, but he is kissing Walter's, Walter Frey's ass, so he has to, well, he took, they took a lot of, took a lot of guff from him early in that, too. Yeah. When he was, uh, mouthing off about Talisa. That felt like that felt like a little much for me. I don't remember in the books if he said anything quite like that. I, I'm sure he did insult them, but uh, that seemed like something that you know deserved having his cu- his tongue cut out. He didn't really say, from what I remember, many dirty things. I mean, he's like, "I bet when you take off your clothes, things don't move." That's pretty freaking lewd to be talking well, about. Well, absolutely, a queen. a queen for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, he was clearly, clearly saying some things that 
Or yeah. anybody else, though, isn't really that bad. Well, I mean, not that I would walk up to any girl on the street and and say that and expect. Uh, maybe you should try it. Maybe that's been my mistake this whole time. So I would. Uh, I don't know. I was just. I was like, man, I would fucking love to see Rob pull out a sword and cut him. He almost right did. There. Well, I mean, he didn't. He didn't. We assumed that he was going to do or say something, and then Catelyn kind of held him back. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Which. Knowing that what was going, not knowing what was going to happen, was the right move, because uh, she still they still needed the army. They still needed to kiss his ass. Yeah, they were in a, a rough spot there. Although that sure. really would have ruined his plans to kill them, I guess. Right. <laughs> George R. R. Martin knows all. Any other overall thoughts on this? Uh, I, I could have seen more of it. I could have seen more <laughs> of the wedding itself. Oh, the actual ceremony? Well, just, like, the party. More of the massacre? No, no, like, the, the pre-massacre party. I, I, I listened to what did you, what exactly? the podcast. There, there, there were the things that, uh, I think Andrew had mentioned about, uh, the, the great John... Mm-hmm. Drinking and uh, the drinking contest, yeah. Um, maybe just getting to know some of the other characters that you're about to see massacred because it didn't feel, it didn't feel like, oh my god, everybody's dying. It's like okay, a bunch of people I really don't know who they are, are dying. Yeah. Um, so I, in that way, I I would have liked to have spent a little bit more time meeting those people and like seeing if we knew them from previous episodes or. Getting a, a brief reintroduction in some way, yeah. So that would be like, oh, these are all Rob's bannermen, and oh shit, you know, just to get a better idea of the extent of you know the losses that the North is is taken in this, because they do get into that in the book, yeah. You know, in more detail than they can cover in the show, for sure. But I would have liked a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that would have been a, a nice touch, but I understand not being able to do it. Yeah. Uh, so the I just want to go through this sequence, um, scene by scene, of this overall <laughs> You're a masochist. Thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, so for me, the, the scene kind of starts when the door closes, uh, when the one guy goes past mm-hmm. Catelyn and closes the door and there she was just kind of like hmm, what's the deal with that mm-hmm. what gives uh, and then no sooner does she turn around does the reins of Castamere start to play up in the uh, the deck up in the balcony yeah. which by the way you brought this up one of the um, the drummers. band members was yeah. uh, the drummer for Coldplay yeah. or is the drummer for Coldplay I learned that this morning on a radio talk show. Yeah. Uh, so the Reigns of Castamere starts to play, and this is what would really clue in some more, um, not even that knowledgeable of people, but, I mean, we've talked about it for weeks now. Well, let me ask you a question, because I I know I know that you have listened to the Reigns of Castamere... <laughs> Many times. ...a lot. Yeah. I don't think I have. 
did you re- do you recognize the song when they started oh, playing it from the from the first uh, string? Yeah. And what went off in your mind? Uh, you could hear what went off in my mind if you were sitting here. Which was oh no, <laughs> oh no. What do you? <laughs> Oh, it was, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Get out of there. Get out. <laughs> I turned in the Joe Besser from the Three Stooges. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... Yeah, so that's pretty much... That was my reaction was, uh... Yeah, as soon as I heard that, and I didn't know that it was the Reigns of Castamere, but I saw the shift in mood, and I kind of like... I just sat up, because Jessica and I were watching it, uh, our internet sucks, so it was a little bit, probably, you guys were done watching it by that point, we were like 15 minutes behind, and I just sat up, and I, I was so tense, I'm like, oh god, here it comes. But you, you knew what was coming. I did, I did, I got, minus t- Talissa. Yeah. That was, uh, I, I thought, hey, maybe, okay, they'll keep her as hostage. Nope, 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 nope. No, I mean that that song. They we talked about it because in a few a few episodes ago, uh, Cersei brings it up when talking to uh, Marjorie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, and she kind of tells the story of it real fast, and uh, so that's when it kind of kind of started getting caught in my head, and it really has been almost playing on loop since then. Uh, I do know the entire song. I won't sing it right now, but I do know the entire thing. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> hey, it would have been great. <laughs> you would have applauded. Uh, so the I knew the story, and then as soon as it, as soon as it was started to be played, um, yeah, my my stomach just kind of sunk, oh, yeah. as did my heart soon after. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you think that Rob was? What did you think was going to happen a- a- after this? wedding what do you think what did you think was going to be the result they would have gotten the army and and continued on with the war did you have no sense of foreboding or it will no i i of course looking back mm-hmm. after this you can see why and how the different things that have been set up could possibly lead to this horrible terrible <laughs> turn of events but you're still not anticipating it yeah i don't care who who was out there any viewer of the television show if they told me that they knew that this was going to happen they're liars (laughs) (laughs) i will call them they are lying to my face and to anybody that says oh i knew walter Frey was going to kill the entire fucking star clan as it as it was known to be at the time no 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 one knew that but Looking back, you can see how and why that could happen, but you would not have expected that. I'll so, be honest yes. with you. As, as a reader, when I was reading that, it was just as shocking. You're like, oh, wait, what? What's going... Why? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Because it talks to you about, yes, you know, the, the great John was challenged to drinking contests and... They talk about the bread and the salt, and they talk about how nobody's wearing any armor, and but you can hear Grey Wolf or Grey Wind yeah. howling yeah. in the like you can hear him howling mm-hmm. occasionally. Right after the Reigns of Castamere started to play, and a couple of the 
uh, I guess, uh, fray people, fraymen, uh, were running past him. He, he was kind of real, he was really on edge, um, howling and, and just kind of yelping a bit. Um, that's why you keep your dire wolf right next to you. Yeah. And that's the, that's the other thing. Everything, this is why, like I said, looking back, you can see how this would happen and why, why it might possibly happen. But as now the, now the third uh, season in, I hate myself because it's like, fool me once, shame <laughs> on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Shame on me because you probably got fooled they a, a were second or third time in there. Many times. <laughs> uh, I'm an idiot. Um, but of course something horrific was going to happen. Everybody was way too fucking happy. Of course something bad was going to happen. I just didn't think that it was going to be in that. I thought maybe somewhere in the episode something terrible was going to happen. Um, but I did not think that that would happen. And as Andrew brought up, the producers of the show really wanted to get to season three. And I just watched this on a documentary on uh, HBO, uh, on YouTube, uh, by HBO on YouTube, where they said that they wanted to get to season three specifically for that scene. The Red Wedding, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, when I, when I heard, when I was, I think it was in the first, end of the first season maybe, uh, that's what I heard was HBO had committed to at least getting to the Red Wedding. And when someone told me that, they said the Red Wedding, I hadn't read that. Yeah. I hadn't gotten to that book. And I'm like, oh, what's that? And they're like, yeah, you'll don't find worry, out. Don't worry about it. You'll find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but this is a testament to uh, what a great writer George R. R. Martin is and how trained we are mm-hmm. to expect the good guys to win, yeah. to see justice done, it, it, to see things set right, but at the same time, I don't know, like, it's hard, it's, it's hard, it's something I've, I've had trouble articulating in the past. He's a great, he's such a great writer that you are able to uh, be put yourself into this fantasy realm with these characters, because the characters are so rich, um... And you can see that the world is kind of just is be. It, there's no like inconsistencies in the world. It's at, it's so true to itself mm-hmm. that yes, looking at it, you can say, oh, of course this was going to happen. There's no way that you know Walter Frey was going to take that insult and and just be happy with another marriage, or you know, there's that's what Tywin meant, but. uh I don't know. It's. I want to say it's. It's real. It's like it's. It's the world uh, acting within its own rules. Yeah. And it, these. I think that. I think that's what. I don't know. There, I guess there's different ways of writing. From what I understand, you can be. Somebody told me that you're either a gardener or. Uh, I forget what the analogy was. <laughs> you, if it, if it comes to you. Uh, bring yeah. it back up, but yeah, that's uh, I would say it is definitely a testament to him because I can't, as a viewer, I can't be mad at him for for killing off some of my favorite characters. Uh, Catelyn was definitely one of my favorite characters. I can't be mad at him for doing that. 
because even though it was a surprise, it should not have been a surprise. Everything has been set up. This wasn't like the ending of uh, Scream, any of the Scream movies, where it just came out of the blue. And it's like, oh, okay, so you're the mother or the brother or the sister or the cousin of so-and-so, uh, you know, and then you had the backwards kind of tie everything together somehow, uh, and it really wasn't a neat little bow at all. This, everything lines up. And he's been telling us since the beginning of this series that this could happen. Mm. Yeah, and I hate myself for allowing <laughs> me, myself, to get pulled in. Oof. And it's this point to me that I don't understand how people cannot can not go farther than the the, the show and and read the books and listen to the audiobooks, whatever, because. I, I read those books so fast because I couldn't put them down. I just had to know, had to know what was, like, I would I would breeze through chapters of people that I wasn't interested in to get to Arya, you know, like, oh my god, what, yeah. you know, because he, they leave such great cliffhangers. Well, uh, as as you and the, and the listeners of the podcast uh, know, I listened to the first two books, and I stopped so that I would not, so nothing would be spoiled. Mm-hmm. That was a really good decision and the worst ever. Um, <laughs> because at least I would have then been prepared a little bit for what I was going to get put through. Uh, but at the same time, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad I like that surprise. But yeah, you're absolutely right that sure as hell it's going to be difficult after next week to not go through. Because as, as I found out last week, this isn't even the end of the third book. Oh no! This is the this is the fucking middle-ish yeah of the third book. There, I was speaking with someone earlier today who has read ahead. He's in the fifth book now, and we were trying to figure out what was going to be in this last episode on Sunday because we're like, oh, what's you know, what are they going, how are they going to wrap up at least some of these things for next season because there's so much more. Happening. Yeah. But I, I, so I do want to get to some of that stuff, um, kind of predictions for what this next episode will bring. Uh, but to finish going through this scene a little bit, uh, we see Grey Wind, he's... Oh, by uh, the way, the analogy I was looking for was Gardner <laughs> versus arch- Architect. Okay. So some writers are architects, and they have everything very specifically uh, designed. They know what's going to happen, and some... Writers are, are gardeners, and they just kind of plant seeds of ideas and and let the world grow it and see what comes about. I think he's a gardener, but... That was well worth the wait. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, <Jerk>. <laughs> we see Grey Wind. He's, he's on his hinds, he's hind legs. He's really, he's, he knows something's <clears> up. <throat> uh, we, we go to the Hound and Arya, who the Hound's starting to get turned away um, by the, uh, the Frey Guards. Uh, turns around, Ari is gone. We see Roos. This is what I didn't notice last week. Um, Frey, Lord Frey, starts to make a speech, um, and everybody takes their seats. And Roos Bolton sits down next to Catelyn, and he takes his arm, and he stretches it over toward her in an unnatural way. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Like un- yeah, I mean the way that the way that he stretched was on you know it was kind of yeah, kind like, of weird. He sat down with it all very, like yeah, very leaned, far, leaned out towards her, yeah, kinda like like he was going to hit on her, yeah. Uh, and then she kind of looks, and then he 
with his eyes, kind of guides her eyes down to his arm. He gives her one of the, uh, hey, yeah. look at this. Hey, uh, what do we got here? Yeah, what's mm-hmm. that? What cool. a, what a, why don't you cool. take a little look-see? What's that? Um, and so you he, thought he was going to give her a flower. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. <laughs> I really, at, at that point, I was already like, something bad is going to go down, um, and it's not going to be flower-related, uh, unless Tyrell sort of showed up at some point. Yeah, it's, in the book, it's, uh... You learn once the fighting commences that uh, Roose Bolton and and all the other people that were in on it have been. They never took their armor off. Like they were wearing clothes over their armor. Yeah. Which it looks like you know that's you know that's what they're showing us in this scene. Yes, uh, and that Roose, of course, was involved in it. Not just right. not just that, but I mean, just the the under. Lying is that he yeah. he's there uh, again? Should have known. Uh, Why is he, he there? Well, he's yeah. They, they talk about it a lot more in the book, but the Boltons are just—they're known for being like pieces of shit. Really good at torturing people and yeah. and uh, enjoying that and exploring ways to torture the human form. And so you see, what he does is very psychological. He's a he. Really likes he likes fucking with Jamie when he first gets to Harrenhal mm-hmm. and he starts telling him about his sister. He's like, "And your yeah. yeah, King's Landing was attacked, and your sister dun 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 is alive and well." <laughs> <laughs> so he's just such a fucking asshole. He's just yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, what's that? Oh, oh, what's that? Yeah, your son's dead." Uh, so we see Bruce do that. Uh, Catelyn gets up, slaps him, screams for Rob, uh, who then, um, looks over because, uh, Talisa is getting the shit stabbed out of her, right in the, the baby bump. Oh my god, that was, that was the most unexpected part of this. Shivd in the me. gut, yeah. Because, as Andrew mentioned, uh, Jane, Jane Westerling, the character that Talisa has become was left somewhere else but but uh it's interesting seeing what characters you know because a lot of a lot of the characters that have been combined or that are are you know disposed of they still exist in the book so it makes a reader wonder like okay how you know how much has george r, r. martin already told HBO and like how how important how, how crucial will these characters be yeah. like with uh, Gendry yeah. you know Gendry and uh, Eric Storm who is the one of Robert's bastards mm-hmm. uh, that Gendry kind of becomes they amalgamate those two characters it's like okay so who you know which one of these characters is not is as important or you know, which one of these loose ends is being wrapped up in what way? Yeah. It's it's very interesting to me, um, and I I understand it. It's, it seems to me like George R. R. Martin just creates a shit ton of characters because he doesn't know who he's going to kill. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I saw a, a funny um, funny meme, uh, which was why doesn't George R. R. Martin use Twitter? Did you see this? Because he killed all 140 characters. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. 
That's good. Yeah, I thought it was alright. It's, it's okay. Uh, okay, so, Roos does that, uh, and then, uh, Talissa takes a shiv to the baby bump, then, yeah, many times over, yeah. uh, Rob goes to stop what's happening, Arrows, yeah, the, 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 the band, the band turns into, uh, a, a, a crossbow wielding army, mm. Um, now you the drummer see from Coldplay <laughs> starts <laughs> playing, uh, uh, what's that, The Speed of Sound? Now you, do you get a better appreciation for why Jamie Lannister hates Bowman? Yeah. Yeah, because they were up any, at the, the balcony, they didn't have to do anything. It doesn't so. take much skill or bravery to be, to have to hold a crossbow or to, yeah. to shoot somebody from a distance. Yeah, which is why it's Joffrey's favorite weapon. Um... I hope he gets killed with a crossbow. Right between the eyes. Uh, and then Catelyn takes takes a couple herself. Uh, we cut back to the Stark army outside, talking about going back to Winterfell. Oh, you're right. Oh, we're going to go back to Winterfell, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah back to Winterfell. It's over. <laughs> Sliced of the throats. Sliced of the throats? Slice? Whatever. Yeah, uh, in the in the books you're getting, uh, you get a, a, an idea of that there's these very large camps, you know, outside of the... They can't fit the army. Right. So it's it's not just their leaders being killed. It's all of the men outside. All of the Freys and the and the Stark men and all the Northmen, they're all partying together outside. And then the signal's given and they just start... Turn on them. Killing everyone. And then they go over... We see Arya, who's... Uh, hears Grey Wind yelping and howling. Uh, banging at the at the uh, stable door, uh, some cage door, whatever it is. Uh, then a couple of guards. It looks like she's going to save him, uh, let him out. Uh, but a couple of guards, uh, four guards actually, walk up, crossbows to the crossbows. Grey Wind's dead. We see his his eyes go out on Arya. Like his light uh, is extinguished. Yeah. Um, we cut back to. Uh, Don't leave your tire walls away from you. Yeah, uh, we go back inside, where Rob is running, is crawling on his uh, belly over to to Lisa, trying to be with his dying wife. Uh, Catelyn gets up, grabs Frey's daughter, uh, Frey's wife, and uh, pleads, and her voice too, man. That was uh, that was some of the best acting in the yeah, show. Yeah, seriously, so far. just her that strained sound, that torture that this woman has been through all ca- of these last three seasons has <clears throat> come out in the very few sentences that she spoke right there, just pleading for her son's life. Because as far as she knows, he's the last uh, as a son. Um, Bran and Rickon thought to be dead. Ned's dead. Uh, he's. He's it, and Jon Snow, you know, we know how she feels about him. Um, but Rob is, Rob is it. Let him go, and you can have me, or I'll kill your, your wife. Yeah. And he says, I'll find another. Yeah, Walter Frey, he's already, uh, there's no way, you know, I mean, there's no way he's gonna listen to that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's. He's been married so many times. What does he care? Oh well, not even that. He's he's made a commitment to right. to kill these of course. people. So. Yeah, 
That aside. A part of you still world's like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'll let. No, no, no. Roost. Yeah. You got roost. Yeah, you got roost. Uh, so yeah, roost comes up. Oh, and, and, and Rob, mother. Mother. Look as I get killed. Mother. <laughs> yeah. Mother. Look, I'm about to get stabbed. See, another one of your kids die. Yeah. Uh, Rob. Don't you think Catelyn Tully just deserves to be dead? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it better just that the, she's... Just the piece of it, not because she's done anything to deserve it. Um, in, in Andrew's obit, we gave him some shit for this. I heard it. He mentions that she is the... She's, her, her capture of Tyrion is cited as the cause of the War of the Five Kingdoms. Yeah. yeah. Which, first of all, I really don't think that that would be put into the obit. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's kind of like, kind of a big deal. It's a very big deal. It is um, the central It wouldn't be on the... Uh, actually, you know what? Let me rephrase this. It would be on an obituary on a site or something, or a newspaper, um, <laughs> that was not put out... By, um... The town crier. Sure. Um, but, like, the, the, the lamestream media... <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> wouldn't have put that in, in there. I, uh, and, I of course, and, and he said it didn't mention causes of death. I think it does. But that's besides the point. We can't spend the rest of this podcast talking about Andrew's obit. No, um, but I don't think that, you know... I, 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 I disagree that her capture of Tyrion is... Leads to the... I, I, I wouldn't fully agree that that's the thing. That that's a question it. for another podcast, Mike. Yes, it Mike. is. Um, <laughs> Robert just had to go hunting, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Uh, so we, let's, Arya... Well, we've, we've... Okay, go ahead. Arya goes... She tries to run up to the to the gates, uh, into, the, into the reception hall, and is stopped by the Hound... He whacks her. He whacks her in the back of the head and saves her life. Uh, takes her away. I don't. I don't think it was done for any uh, altruistic reasons. Oh my god! What the fuck is your problem? How do you? He's he is a pragmatic person. At this point, nobody. All the Starks are thought to be dead yeah. outside of Sansa. But he can still ransom her to someone. That's to what. Who? That's what he's thinking. To who? Uh, probably the Lannisters. What are they going to do? Who, what would, what would the ransom, who would it go to? To him. No, I mean, like, what do they have to gain now? Uh, Catelyn's dead. Rob's dead. What is, what is... She is still a highborn lady, and... But they have Sansa. She can be, yeah, well, she can be married off to someone for some other political alliance. I'm not, yeah. He's not doing it because he's a good guy. Maybe a little bit of them is like, ah, oh, this kid, I gotta, I, I, I wanna, I wanna root for the hound. And this is another no, topic. No, you don't. You don't want to you root for the hound. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you don't tell me what I feel about the hound. It's not another topic. This is, this is quite relevant right here and right now. Uh, he, she is worth nothing to him dead. And he is too stubborn and uh, doesn't want to have gone all this way. Just for nothing. Where is Andrew when you need him? <laughs> Too bad. Ugh. This is me time. You're gonna get my opinion. But yes, I. 
I think deep down in the hound, there's someone who wants to be good, but I don't think it's ever, you know, coming out. I think it's already come out. I think he enjoys killing bad people uh, just as much as he enjoys killing good people. But he hasn't... No. No. Uh Uh-uh. He just, that's my argument. He just gets to. That's, he just that's, gets to kill bad people. That's, that's my argument to, to everything you just uh-uh. said. Uh-uh. Okay. No. He's, he's done good. He has done good. For the... For the, the, the he's also done bad. You can't just... You can't just say, well... He who has never sinned <laughs> cast the first stone. <laughs> All right. Calm down, Jesus. Of Nazareth. That's enough. Uh, all right, we'll move on from the hound. You heard I don't want first. this to turn into a, a full-length podcast here. Um, it's although, gonna, although I fear it might. Uh, I don't fear it. I welcome it. I challenge it. That made no sense. Um, all right, so the the red wedding has happened. Yes. What happens now? Uh, I mean, because let, let's look at who's still there. Uh, Edmer, or is it Edmure? Uh, I've always it's always been Edmure in my brain, but it, I don't know. All right, Edmure is off, assumed to be having sex with his pretty wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the uncle. What's the uncle's name? Uh, Sir Brendan, the Blackfish. Okay, yeah, uh, he's somewhere outside. Yeah, he gets up and leaves the table because he, he has to go to the bathroom. Right? Yeah, he says, i got to go find a tree to piss on. Um, so he's assumed to be still alive. Edmure's still alive. Um, but as far as we know right now, excuse me, in between episodes, the rest of the Starks and, and, and Tully's or whatever that were there, gone, dead, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so how does this... Play because one of the other things that was brought up in the, in the the first podcast discussing this a bit, um, episode ten, was that Frey showed them hospitality, which was a very big deal. Uh, yes. Kind of took them in under his protection, and then of course, as we know, slaughtered the shit out of them. Yeah, he, which, they, they committed that is a crime against the gods. Yeah. Uh, so that, I would assume, is not going to play too well once that story gets out. Well, it depends on who who tells it, the story and who, who hears it, I guess. It, it, it is going to be... It, the way it's going to sound in my mind is people are going to say, well, yeah, the phrase honor is shit anyway. You know? They were... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kat, uh, Catelyn's father... Uh, can't remember his first name. If only Andrew oh, were here. Oh, calls him the late Walter Frey. Yeah, he always called him <laughs> the late Walter Frey because he would always just wait. You know, he yeah. would, and that's essentially what he did in this conflict. He waited as long as he could until someone forced his hand. So Rob came and forced his hand. I need to cross your bridge. All right, I'm going to marry my daughter to you. You're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna have a king in my family. Now he broke his word. 
I can either marry him off to one of his lesser lords, someone who's still above my station, my family station, one of my liege lords, or I can take this deal that the Lannisters are offering me, which I'm sure is much better considering that now the Lannisters look to be winning the war. Yeah. So the phrase honor is already shit. Yeah. In the in pretty much everyone's mind. So when they hear that you know, when they hear that they they broke the, the solemn oath of uh what is it? Guests right. And <laughs> the solemn oath of chips and salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I, I would, they broke chips and salt. I imagine. Get I imagine him. you would hear people say, "Ugh, you know, an oathbreaker is damned." Yeah. But what do you expect from the phrase? Yeah. Fooleth me once. <laughs> yeah. That is the old Westerosi <laughs> saying. Yeah. Fooleth me once. Shame on. The... Fooleth me. We can't get fooled again. <laughs> uh, we won't get fooled G- again. G W would say. Okay, so maybe, maybe not. That will mean nothing. Uh, Edmure, Lord of the Riverlands. Yes. Currently. And the phrase are bannermen to the Tullys, right? Yes. Okay. So, my thinking is that the Tullys would hopefully do something. The well, tull- I guess how many, yeah, what's left of that? The Tullys are... Is that it? Is he it? It's, the, the uncle. it's him, his uncle, and Cat. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. And well, the, all their men were there, essentially, at the wedding. So... So what What would happen with Edmure, then? I mean, I'm not asking you to tell me. I'm just kind of talking through it a little bit, because we didn't really talk too much about it uh, the first time around. Uh, what would he... What would then be his, his spot? Would he... Are they just going to kill him? Is he just going to be like stuck there like a an older male Sansa? Yeah, I mean, I think they will always find use. It's smarter to find use for a live person most times. Mm-hmm. Like what Joffrey did by killing Eddard Stark was, it was really dumb. Because Eddard Stark, you know, even just letting him go to the, take the black or keeping him as a hostage was would be better than killing him. Mm-hmm. But Joffrey is Joffrey. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think... I can't tell you because I know things that happen. Sure. But um, I think within the world that we've already experienced in the show, you know, he is going to probably just be used, you know. Yeah. Uh, one of my... Because I've had a lot of time to think about this, and as I've watched this scene over and over again, thoughts is that... One one involves uh, the uncle and Edmure somehow getting getting free and killing everybody off one by one. Don't think that's going to happen. Uh, don't think that's going to be the case. What I feel is more likely the case is that this week, this coming week, on Sunday, Brienne is going to find out. Uh, she's in King's Landing with Jamie. They went at the end of episode eight or so uh, after the bear, right? Right. Um, so he, she's going to be in King's Landing. She's going to find out about this and get back to the twins. Uh, probably not, in, maybe not in this episode, but I think maybe that'll be one of the things that we see 
in one of the final scenes or one of the scenes that she's on her way to the twins, uh, hopefully, because that would be fucking great. Uh, and she is going to start t- taking care of of the phrase. Um, the other possibility, I guess, is, uh, you know, Arya finds out, um, and her and the Hound go on a crazy adventure. <laughs> and This becomes Milo and Otis all over again. Yeah. It becomes Dutch. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> runs around yeah. smacking people with the pommel of his sword. And yeah. And would be nice. And... Uh, Arya runs into a, a male prostitute. Um, Dutch, everybody. Oh, all right, all Pretty right. sure that happens. Um, so that's, that's, that's something that can happen, but I'm pretty sure that the Hound is just going to take her as far away from there as possible. Not for the purposes of selling her to just to the, somebody else, um, but because it's the right thing to do. You um, stupid, <laughs> stupid person. Uh, but I'd really love to see Brienne just kill them all. all right, do we have uh, questions from We do. People? Um, uh, yeah, so we got through that. We got through that. Um, uh, this is a, just more like, more a question for me. Uh, from Mike Butler. Uh, aren't you glad that you named your kitten Aria and not Catelyn? Although Catelyn, for a cat, would be kind yeah. of uh, expected. Um, but how would you look at that cat now? Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> It'd be dead. Oh my god. Um, because every time I would look at this cat, it would remind me of this horrible scene. Remind, not that I haven't watched it enough remind anyway. Remind me not to tell you about Arya's future. <laughs> um, yeah. So, my cat's name is Arya. Arya Underfoot. Arya Underfoot. Um... Oh, this one was from Rob Cutler. Um, if you could bring back only one character, and I'm guessing he means of the, the three main characters that that were killed off, Talisa, Rob, and Catelyn, who would it be and why? I feel like that's an easy that's an easy one. Is it? Yeah. Okay, well then answer it. Rob. Why? Because he's the king. How would how would this, how would that play out? How would he not die in this? Well, I guess you could. He goes out to pee. Well, so are we saying bring them back from the dead, or <laughs> yes, or re, just have them not die? A reanimated corpse uh, of the Starks. I don't want to answer. <laughs> not have them, not have them die. Of course. Okay. So Two very answer. different questions is all I'm saying. <laughs> Two very different questions. Um, Rob, without Rob, the the what do you, who do, who's who's leading the north? Who's leading the who, the war's over when Rob dies? Yeah, for for the most part. I mean, there's still Stannis, Joffrey, Joffrey. Well, the Lannisters. Are winning. So this is the Balin, right? But they is it Baelish or Balin? Balin, Balin, Peter Baelish. Yeah, Baelish. Yeah, Peter Balon Greyjoy. Yeah. Um, I, I they're not as worried about them 
in the in the eyes of the Lannister, Rob Stark was the the big fish to fry. Yeah. So and to fray. To, <laughs> boo. We got bigger fish to fray. Ugh. Uh, anyway, this this extra podcast was worth it just for that moment. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, edit that out. No, I'm going to build the whole podcast around it now. No, that <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I just think that it's an easy one because, sure, it'd be great to not have Catelyn or Talisa die, but Rob is you know Rob's the centerpiece. So yeah. And he's fucking the oldest Stark. He is, yeah, he's Eddard's progeny. I'm going to go a little more off the beaten path with this one and say, well, first let me ask you this. In the book, is Talisa, Talisa's not there. She's Jane Westerling or whatever. I think there is a character that's from Volantis that is a healer but his wife, in the party. What what I'm saying is his wife is not at this wedding. Right. Is she pregnant in the book? Yes. Okay. Uh, I would say, to answer that question, I would allow, for the the sake of A Song of Ice and Fire, the second volume, that Talisa lives, gives birth to little Eddard and... And then twenty, maybe fifteen to twenty years later, uh, well, after comes the, back the and North. takes over the uh, the kingdom as the rightful heir, as king of the North. From, I guess whoever I would assume is going to win this war, which at this point I don't really. You know what my response is to that? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Thank you, Rob Cutler, for that question. Thanks, Rob. Um, we'll have to ask the others maybe next week. Uh, the other question, I'm going to let you, I'm going to pause as you read this, yes, uh, I'm going to let you read this question, because it is a spoiler uh, for people, just, it, it may be a spoiler, it's already been spoiled for me because I read the question, um, but I don't want to ruin it for other people, because it may take place in this next episode, so when you answer, I want you to answer Okay. Um, without spoiling. Without spoiling anything. And the okay. question is, will something horrible happen? I thought you were pausing. I, I'm going to pause. I'm not going to give the question. Uh, what I'm, I'm trying to... So there's an answer. Uh, <clears throat> will something... <laughs> very vague. Will something horrible happen that you're about to read happen in this next episode, do you think? Do you think that will happen? <laughs> and we're back. Uh, Kevin has read the question from Mel Evans, my friend Mel Evans, out in Chicago. Uh, you should check out the improvised Jane Austen, which he does out there. If you're in the area, it's fantastic. Kevin, uh, yes, Mel. I think that I think that we will see this happen. This thing that I cannot speak of for the rest of the podcast viewing audience. Uh, I think it will happen. I don't know if we'll see it next episode, but I hope so. If we don't see it next episode. It's going to be a fucking year. Well, you know what? Nobody else knows what we're talking about right now. So I think it's going to happen. But I'm not sure if we'll see it or if we'll just hear about it. But that's it. All right. Um, Bree, the North, 
Uh, I have the North. The North. Um, who? Who's left in the North? Yeah, Khaleesi. in the North. Yeah, Khaleesi. Khaleesi. I saw him kissing a dude. Khaleesi. Khaleesi. He's totally gay. <laughs> I saw him looking at some dude's butt. He was checking my penis at the urinal. Um, what about me, Sir Jorah Mormont? Poor Sir Jorah. Lord Mormont. of the Friends. Lord of the Friend Zone. <laughs> uh, did you read the? Song I did I, I wrote I rewrote a song which I'm going to release at some point. Um, yes, and it's pretty good. I rewrote a song, very popular song. Save it. And by very popular, I mean not popular at all in the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, teaser, teaser, uh, and it's called Sir Jorah Mormont or Teenage Khaleesi. <laughs> uh, the North, the North right now. Who's controlling Winterfell? Who is in control of Winterfell right now? I believe it would be under the control of uh, the Boltons. If uh, if our assumption is correct that uh, Roose Bolton's bastard Ramsay Bolton, Ramsay Snow, is the person torturing... And f generally effing with Theon, mm-hmm. then it stands to, you know, it stands to be believed that they're in control of the North right now. Um, I'm not sure how much we've seen of what the, you know, the other places the Iron Iron Islanders have taken. Yeah, but I think it's kind of mixed right now. Actually, you've got some Iron Islanders. Occupying forts and locations because Rob was going to try to go back up north eventually. Uh, but Winterfell, it's either it's either under the control of the Boltons or abandoned. I think. Okay, I'm not too concerned. I don't know how the rest of the kings. Not that say I'm a king, um, but in that world, I'm not sure who really is concerned with Balon. Not many people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just, they, the Island Islanders just want independence mainly. Um, and they, they like to pillage and plunder. So, I mean, that's not cool for most people, but they just, they're, they've, they've claimed that they're their own kingdom. And it's kind of like, it's kind of hard for people to go out there and be like, Fuck you! We're taking we're taking taking control when they're fighting on two three other fronts. So, so I don't think that the Tywin Lannister certainly isn't worried about him right now. Right. I think he said, "Let him hold the North through a winter, and then see how you know see how much the people will be opening welcoming us into their lands." <laughs> and if Tyrion can get Sansa pregnant, then they've got a new little lord. Yeah. Okay. Uh. I think it's safe to say that for this entire series, everyone has hated Joffrey. That's been unchanged pretty much since the first episode. So I think it's pretty safe to say that right now, at least for me, he's dropped the number two. And number one, yes, uh, number one would be Walder Frey on my, my... 
prayer list. He's a pretty despicable character. Yeah. Uh, so, I'd rather see him go before Joffrey. Uh, and the other guy, uh, who doesn't have a name in this series, but he's pretty pretty important. The guy who, in that long pause after Catelyn lets out that horrible wail, comes up behind her and slits her throat. I have a feeling we are going to see that character again, uh, only because he, you know, he, he was the guy who closed the door. Yeah. And he was the guy who killed Talissa. And he's like, Catelyn, it's all the same guy? Yeah. I didn't notice if it was all the same person. And I th- I think there's a part that he, he will play. Uh, I think he'll get a name, or he probably is named in the in the credits. I don't know who it is, but... Mm. If only Andrew were here, he probably would have yeah, Andrew known probably as knows his name. Uh, but I think uh, you know there there are there there's more of story. There's more story following the phrase. There's much story. <laughs> I wish you much story. <laughs> All right. Uh, Did we hit everything? I think so. Uh, you want to do you want to predict things, and I can just not keep my, <laughs> keep a stone face. I, well, no, I won't even look at you. Uh, like I said, I predict. That oh, I didn't even do anything yet. Uh, I predict that. How'd you know? Stop. Uh, Brienne will leave King's Landing, headed for uh, the twins at the crossing. I predict that Joffrey will go to tell Sansa. That her mother and brother have been killed by him, uh, or his orders, or whatever, um, and that Tyrion will either find out and do something to Joffrey, or interrupt them in some way, uh, and Tyrion will something will happen with Tyrion. Um, uh, Danny. Well, I don't think the dragon... I was going to say she'll ride a dragon. <laughs> I don't think they're quite big enough yet. Um, but she, I, I do predict that she will ride a dragon at some point. Pretty safe bet. <laughs> Not this episode, though. Um, I don't know. What else is there? What else has happened? Theon. I, I predict Theon will have a scene. But I don't know what will happen in it. Uh, probably lose another limb or appendage somehow. Um, Sir Jorah Mormont will maintain his friend zone status. Um, Dario and Danny will uh, get it on, and Jorah will be peeking from behind the curtain. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> on on Bruce Bolton's shoulders, looking over a uh, an office door. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough. <laughs> not Rusbolton, uh, Barristan Selmy's. Okay, standing on Barristan Selmy's shoulders as they look through an office door uh, window. Um, that's 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 good. That's enough. Yeah, predictions. they're they're going downhill. That's enough predictions. All for right, now. that's all I have. Well, I will tell you <laughs> for a fact <laughs> that George R. R. Martin's garden will continue to grow as it will. Don't go back to that. I'm going back to the garden analogy. Yeah! All right. We did it.